And Father God, that is our prayer this morning. That you would meet us where we're at. And we give all of our glory to you. For you are worthy of praise. And we magnify you in this place. And God, as we open up your word, help us to see your face. We seek your presence, God. And all of God's people said, Amen. Please be seated. Well, I am truly excited and honoured to be sharing with you the word that God has placed on my heart this morning. And uh, I have spent the last few weeks travelling around Australia. I've been to Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane all in the space of three days. And believe it or not, I have played 108 holes of golf over two weeks. It's been exciting. I reckon, I reckon we should start a little Hope Valley golf ministry. That would be amazing. Be awesome. Some merch. Oh, be brilliant. Hope Valley golf. Be awesome. But I'm truly excited to be continuing our series on Romans. And for the last 11 chapters, Paul has been kind of unpacking and explaining the gift that God is and the things that he has been pouring out to us. But as we enter into chapter 12, he starts to unpack a little bit more of the practical side of how we go about using that gift, how we go about living that out. So if you've got your Bibles or your phone, would you turn with me to Romans 12 verse 1 to 8. Romans 12 verse 1 to 8. And it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, you can hear Paul crying out to his fellow believers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Verse 3 says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Some beautiful, rich, but also very challenging verses. I was speaking to a friend the other day and I mentioned what I was preaching on Romans 12 verse 1 to 8. He kind of gave me this look of, and he said to me that there's so much goodness, so much stuff in this passage that we can 
unpack. But I want to start off with a question this morning. A pretty simple and kind of easy question. And it's what decisions do you make? What decisions do you make? And even this morning, you have woken up and you've made multiple decisions that will impact your day. What do you eat for breakfast? Do you even choose to eat breakfast? What time do you wake up? Where do you park when you get to church? Where do you sit when you sit at church? Do you decide to sit in the seat that you've always sat in? Or do you decide to switch things up and sit in a new seat? We all make decisions. Now, I believe that there are decisions that will impact our day for good, for the, for the good. But there's also things that will do the opposite. Now, as I said, I've been traveling around Australia and I had a friend moving from Adelaide to Wollongong and he asked me to join him uh, on that trip. Now, in the process of, of planning our trip, we had a big decision to make. Whether we drive directly to Wollongong through the Hay Plains, as you can see, not overly interesting, or do we decide to take a few extra days and drive the Great Ocean Road? How beautiful is that? The 12 apostles, I think there's about four now, but that's all right. Um, But that decision, you'll be pleased to know, we chose the Great Ocean Road, that decision was something truly, truly amazing. See, we all make decisions that will impact our day for good or for not so good. And so we come back to this scripture in Romans 12, and what I see Paul is doing here is he's unpacking the decision that we make every single day. Dare I say it, he's unpacking the decision that we make every single minute of our lives. Whether we conform or transform. Whether we conform to the things of this world or whether we let God transform our hearts. And I believe this morning is that that decision is a daily decision. And we can't look at this scripture as just a once off. That once we read it, yeah, we're good. But this is a daily process, a daily journey of choosing God, deciding to follow him and let his transformational power flow in and through us. For me, that journey started in 2015 at an Easter camp where I I decided to, to follow and choose God. But the challenge and the journey ever since has been to wake up in the morning and say, God, I'm following you. God, I'm choosing to follow you. God, I'm going to be transformed by you. 
And so the question this morning is, how? How do we do that? How do we get into a position where God can transform us? That's the question, right? Because it's all good and well to sit here and go, conform or transform, yeah, I know that. I get that. But if we miss the how, then we sometimes miss what God is trying to say to us, what God is trying to do. And this scripture in Romans 12 is one that I've read many times. Even when Kynan said to me, preach on Romans 12, I kind of knew a little bit about what it was. I knew the verse which said, don't conform to the things of this world. But over the process of unpacking this, I could see that this scripture was so much more about what we shouldn't do. And it actually shows us a way of living, of living in the presence of God, of being transformed by his mighty power. And so how do we let God transform us? Verse 1 in this scripture, Paul is talking a little bit about Worship, about worship, about true and proper worship. But I believe he's talking a little bit more about what worship can actually look like. You see, I think sometimes we see worship as something that we just sing. Maybe the songs that we sing on Sunday or when we hop in the car and go to work and we chuck on our Apple Music playlist and we start singing. Paul is saying here that worship actually involves our whole being, our bodies, surrendering everything to him to be a living sacrifice. Friends, if you want to let God transform you, you got to lay it all down at his feet living sacrifice. Maybe for some of us, we need to let go. Let go of the steering wheel and let God take over. For he's in control. And that's hard, right? That's a hard thing to to grapple. As Chris was saying last week, we want to know the plan. We want to know things. We want to be in control. We want to know where we're going. So that's the challenge, right? Friends, if you want to be transformed by God, lay it all down at his feet. For he's in control. Verse 2 goes on and says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind. When I first read that, I went, yeah, that kind of makes sense. That's good. Okay, 
Renew my mind. Renew my mind. Renew my mind. But if you're anything like me, you get five minutes down that trail, that track, and then you think to yourself, how? How do you even get into a position where God can renew your mind? And while I was unpacking that, I was reminded of the scripture that we went through during youth last term. We spoke about having a mindset that is focused on God, a heart which is to him. We went through the scripture in Philippians 4 verse 8, which talks about if it is lovely, if it is honourable, if it is excellent, if it is praiseworthy to think about such things. And all throughout that journey, the thing that I saw was Jesus. It was Jesus. Because if we're talking about things that are humble, that are honourable, that are excellent, that are praiseworthy, we are talking about Jesus. And I came to the conclusion that to have a mind that is focused on him, you got to go through Jesus, through his power. If you want to let God transform you, you got to lay it all down at his feet. Be a living sacrifice and fix your heart and your mind on the things of God so he can renew you. But what does transformation look like? What does that look like? Because I think that can play out in many ways, right? We worship and honour a God who is all-powerful and all-amazing, which means his transformation is the same, all-powerful and all-amazing. And I believe that that story, that journey of being transformed by God can look so different for us all. We all have different things that we go through when we are transformed by God. But I think this scripture shows us a little characteristic of what will happen when we let God transform our heart and our minds. You see, in verse 3 it says, For by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought to, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to you. It's humility, humility in Christ. Paul here does not tell the believer to take an attitude that finds pleasure in humiliation of others. But it's the idea that we should see the truth of ourselves and of the people around us. To live and walk humbly, humbly in accordance with the faith God has given to us all. Walk humbly in Christ. That's what it looks like to be transformed by him. 
And so the final question is, what comes from that? What comes from being transformed by God? What happens to us when we are transformed by God? And as we said, humility. But I'm also here to tell you is that when you are transformed by God, when you lay it all down at his feet, when you're a living sacrifice, when you renew your mind in Christ, He will give you a purpose, a purpose, a purpose which is found in him. Verse 6 says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is in teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Our purpose is found in the gifts he pours out. When you decide to let God transform your heart, The possibilities are endless, are endless. As I said, when I was 15, I first decided to go to Easter camp, Hope Valley Church Easter camp. I knew a few people, but I was scared. As an introvert, as Kynan said, it's a tough thing to go to Easter camp when you're 15. All these people that you don't know, asking you questions, who are you? And I had grown up in a Christian church, a Christian family, a loving family, but I hadn't yet made that decision to follow him, to let God transform my heart. But as so many before us, I gave my life to Christ on that Sunday night and it was the best decision that I've ever ever made. And from then, his purposes, his gifts have beyond my wildest dreams. I couldn't have imagined of where he would lead me, of where he would take me. And I'm convinced that if I didn't make that decision to follow Christ in 2015, his purposes would have played out in a different way. The gifts that he has given me would have played out in a different way and it all started from that one decision to follow Christ. God, would you transform my heart? You see, on that Easter camp, one of the worship leaders decided that he'd asked me to drum. I was okay at drums could kind of keep a beat. So I said yes, and I'm convinced I was terrible. But two weeks later, I started coming to youth here at Hope Valley, and someone said to me, hey, Ben, we're starting up a Hope Valley youth band. Would you like to drum for it? Okay, yeah, we'll see how we go. And a few months later, I drummed once or twice, and 
There was a night where we had no singers, no singers. So as a joke, as a joke, I said, I'll, I'll do it. Why not? See how we go. And ever since that moment, ever since that moment, I've been able to worship and serve under his kingdom. But like I said, if I had never made that decision to let God transform me, it would have looked different. But because I did, because I let God transform my heart, his purposes and gifts have shone through. And so can I encourage you that if you don't know the purposes God has placed for you or the gifts He has given you to ask him, to simply like we said, lay it all down to be a living sacrifice and say, God, where do you want to lead me? Where do you want to take me? What purposes and gifts have you placed in front of me? Maybe you need to ask a friend who might be able to interpret what that could look like for you. But if you're here this morning and you're saying, yeah, I know the plans. I know the purposes that you've placed in front of me, God. I know the gifts. Then can I encourage you to live that out? To live that out and serve the kingdom. Hope Valley Church has a beautiful, rich history of followers of Christ who give up their time to serve the kingdom. to shine their purposes in the community, to shine their gifts to bless others and to bless the kingdom. But none of that would have been able to take place if they didn't make the decision to follow Christ and to make that decision daily, to wake up in the morning and say, God, Your mercies are new today. And God, I choose to follow you. I choose to be transformed by your power. And from there, the journey, the story of what your life will be, will be amazing. Will be amazing as you walk in the footsteps of God who has gone before you. But there is more. There is always more in the kingdom of God. More transformation. More purposes. More gifts to be shown. There is more. There is more. But it all starts from making that decision to follow Christ, to lay it all down, to be a living sacrifice to him, to let God renew your heart but also your mind, 
to fix your thoughts onto him, to then walk humbly in accordance with the faith he has given us, and then to let his purposes, his gifts that he's given to you, shine out. And my prayer this morning, my absolute prayer, is that as a community, like I said, whether for the first time or the hundredth time, to make that decision again. To choose to follow Christ again. To let God transform your heart and your mind this morning. And that journey, that process is an absolute joy. It's exciting. It's great. There is nothing better than waking up in the morning and saying, God, would you have your way? Would your will be done? And from there, God is in control. From there, the journey is endless. And I want to pray for us all this morning. And I want to pray that if you're here today and you're saying, I'm going to be transformed by you, God. I'm going to lay it all down. I'm going to be a living sacrifice. Or if you're here and you're saying, I want to know the purposes. I want to know the gifts. I want to know what you have laid out before me. Then I pray God would meet you where you're at this morning. That he would touch your heart and heal your mind and make you new. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you that you are a transformational God. God, this morning, I pray that as a community, we would choose to follow you again. That we would make that decision to be transformed by you. Father God, I pray your purposes and your gifts would shine out in us all. And for those who are here wondering what that could look like, Father God, I pray that you would speak to them right now, that you would give them a purpose, that you would show them your gifts. And as we go into our weeks, I pray that as a community, we would shine out your purposes. That we would shine out your kingdom. Father God, meet us where we're at. Transform us, God. For you are worthy of praise. And we magnify your name, God. Have your way. Amen. We're going to close off our service by singing 
a beautiful song. Make me new. And I pray as we go into that time of worship that you would surrender your hearts to him once again. That you would say, I'm going to be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Please stand as we continue to worship.